Welcome to Slacker Studio, a podcast all about the things we do when we're slacking. We'll be chatting about a variety of things such as gaming, movies, tech news, and this week's topic, Gamer Rage! I'm Jack. <laughs> and I'm Ed. This week's beer of the show is the Golden Champion, Golden Ale. Now, Jack, tell us about this one. Seeing so, uh, so we've the last few weeks, um, well, like I think since the start of the show, I've been choosing quite heavy beers yeah accidentally almost yeah, yeah accidentally almost and especially that milk stout was quite nice last time we had it it was actually yeah um, and we did have one day where we went for Ecusson which was one of our highest if not our highest rated thing which was mm. oddly a cider not a beer and then we had that strawberry one that you tasted it tasted like soap for you yeah, it did taste a bit soapy, but then it did build on me, I think, at the time. Yeah. Regardless. Um, so Ed was like, let's try something a little bit lighter. And I agreed with him. I was like, yeah, why not? And I was looking for something which I immediately saw was Badgers. So Badgers is a Dorset Brewers, which I know very well. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had quite a few. Don't. What else do they make? For, um, Feisty Ferret. Yes, definitely had that and, before. And uh, they're really great British, uh, uh, yeah, brewers. Yeah. And after Airsoft... We used to go to uh, Goths Manor, which was nearby, and they were sponsored by Badgers. So you could get yourself a Badgers steak and ale pie. Oh, that which sounds done the first good. Event. So good. And it's like a rustic pub. So you got the low beams, which are perfect for yeah. me because I'm five foot five. <laughs> and they all struggled to get in. But it was like the coziest thing. But So I have great. But also the beer was great. That was the main thing. So the Golden Champion Golden Ale. Alcohol 4.5% volume. That's pretty pretty normal for yeah. like an ale, isn't it? Really, yeah. like it's not that bad. Hobgoblins four point five percent. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And it says, if you, you know, if ever you rest amongst the elderflower, foxgloves, and swaying summer grasses of Kingcombe Meadows, prepare for a performance. A nimble golden harvest mouse, no larger than your thumb, uses its talented tail to somersault from stem to stem in search of wild barley and floral flavors. That's a mouthful. We'd give this grassy gymnast a gold medal every time. It's described as a bright golden ale with floral hints of elderflower, light and refreshing, a crisp taste of summer. And it is pissing it down here in England. Yeah, so we went, oh, yeah, let's get a more summery beer because they've all been really like heavy wintry beers and it's been really good weather. And today, and you may even hear this over the top of the recording depending on how bad it gets, it's pissing it down all day. Yeah. Pitter patter of uh, on a wooden roof yeah. of raindrops, but that's the studio for you. So, yeah, and we're actually two mics again today. We are. We'll see how this so goes. So, we'll see how this goes. Hopefully, it'll so, be fine. But I'll let's open this thing. Like, we've oh. actually gone for a bit of voice meter banana, which, like, recommended by Fist as how they do lagging balls. And so, we're going to try that Ooh. this time. Do you know that how's, smells how's, quite nice. Does it smell good? It's got a good nose to it. Oh, I can smell it from here. Yeah. I can smell the elderflower, yeah, 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 yeah. dude. That's nuts. I it's, can actually smell the elderflower. It smells kind of sweet, doesn't it? Yeah. Don't let me down, Badgers. I like you very much. You're strongly becoming one of my oh. most dependable brewers in England. And it is, as it says on the tin, it is golden. Well, as it says on the glass, I guess. Mm. This pour's going better, I think. I, I think mine is too, which makes a change, because mine have been terrible. Oh, God. It's not going to fit. Is it going to fit? Oh... Oh, I've got a little bit at the bottom, but I think genuinely it's a big glass. Or I'm just a noob still. Sorry. No, I don't know whether your tankard is like a full pint because Jack is drinking out of like what? What a pewter tankard I get. It is a pewter pewter, tankard that I got when I was christened. So I was like, which is from my grandma, by the way. She was like, I see you drink beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I I have a tankard from when I was christened. God knows how long ago. Maybe it's a tradition. Maybe. I don't know where it is. I'm sure I had one though. 
she got me a mini tankard that's somewhere, and I want to drink whiskey out of it because right. it'd be really cool. When you say mini, how many? Like really many, like a quarter of the size. Oh, it's like okay. a diddy tankard. It's like a commemorative object. I think object. mine was like a half pint tankard, from what I remember. I mean, hey, I was quite small, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so um, golden champion, golden mm, ale. Cheers, buddy. Reach over the mic. Dunk. Clink. Okay, that is a terrible clink. That was a Metal terrible clink. Mm. Hmm. That is different. What I tasted initially changed very quickly. I, I, there are floral notes in that. I and I think it's the elderflower. It. Yeah, I could taste the elderflower. That's yeah, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's Ooh. interesting. Okay, I've not had that before. That's weird. I'm going to have to drink some more because I'm, I'm, I like it, but I'm not sure what... I, I don't know. It is a weird one, especially whenever you have these floral notey things. Yeah. Because you're like, do I want to taste anything so... Elderflower, it's nothing else. It's just this floral hint of elderflower. So that's the main thing. You see, because I normally don't love elderflower, like, by itself. I wouldn't have, like, an elderflower cordial in a drink, you know? Oh, like, I would dominate that. Yeah. <laughs> but we have our own elderflowers that my mum gets, and we actually have, like, proper normal cordial from actual, oops, sorry, from actual elderflowers. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that would be different, I think. I like it. It's definitely mm. drinkable. There, there's an mm. interesting aftertaste. Mmm. But it's very ale Also, like it. it doesn't linger on the palate too long. It's gone. When it's gone, no. it's gone. Yeah, yeah, I would give that, at the moment, a three out of five. It's not overly selling it, but for a summery beer, that's quite nice for me. Yeah, I think it's if it was... I, I would probably find this refreshing if yeah. it was hot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, totally. We've literally had the heater on in here earlier. Like, that's how ridiculous it's been. So, hey. But, yeah, no, I like it. I think I'm going to go for... I don't know, three. I don't I don't love it. Yes. But we'll see. Is it see. because of the elderflower? Maybe. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's do a let's do a before and after like we usually do. Yeah. And we will revisit it at the end because I think last time I failed to revisit mine, which is my mistake. Oh yeah, because I I had water and you had what did you drink? Fisher's finger. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to be honest, guys, I think it's stuck the same, so I'm I'm cool mm. with that. Cool, right. So how's your week been? I uh, fairly chilled. So so this is my first full week back after holiday or the end of the first week back mm. um kind of not a whole lot going on just kind of catching up with stuff at work and everything else really the only kind of eventful thing that happened was my aeropress exploded everywhere oh god yeah so i put that picture on discord and basically so my aeropress is how i make coffee it's kind of like a plunger basically <laughs> and you you force the coffee through it but how i've been making it slightly differently recently where you kind of set it up upside down so what I think happened was I left it to brew like I normally would, although I'm normally in the room, but I yeah. happened to just walk out the other morning and I came back like a minute later and there is just like coffee and grounds just everywhere. <sighs> like, like just, I mean, see the picture, it just oh, yeah, covered I saw the everything. picture, yeah, like, yeah. So all down the sides, like in the cupboards, all over my freshly made lunch for the day, of which I had no other food to make, so that was even more annoying. So I uh, just crap but like <laughs> it went so far like just <laughs> and because it was coffee grounds it wasn't just liquid to clean up it was like ground liquid yes oh gets so, everywhere yeah, sticks everywhere and because it's not well was it hot yes but it cooled down pretty quick which is the other thing because it doesn't fully dissolve so no. you've got, got like a soup to clear up you've got soup and grains yeah it just it was just a pain in the ass basically so so there was that but yeah that's like outside of game i think that's it do you know what? yeah i'm 
my week's kind of been the same. Like, I've done lots of 3D stuff, so I've been saying for weeks that I was going to really crack on with 3D, and this week I was like, do you know what? I can't get access to my 3D sword I was making because a freelancer's using that computer, and I naively didn't put it on a USB stick. It's not lost, but I can't access it. So I was like, that's fine, I'll do some other stuff. And I did, so every morning I watched a tutorial... And then I tried to attempt to make something of my own, which wasn't to do with the tutorial. So I did this like little block of Azureite so I could put it on the LB Discord for a bit of fun. Yeah, that was cool. I did... Oh, God, yeah, on my phone, I guess. I did... I Basically, I just did loads of mini projects in 3D. And I did something every day. Yeah, and I, I think good. that's what's important, isn't it? Yeah. Like, keeping it up and not see it there. Yeah, and my boss came in, and I was a bit like, well, okay, I've not been archiving anything because there isn't anything to archive at the moment. We're all up to date. There's no new Perina stuff coming in. Um, and I was like, okay. She said, well, so what have you been doing in your downtime? And I was like, 3D. I could show you all the 3D stuff I've been doing. It's all personal projects because that's the drive. Yeah. I found my drive is I think of something. And so on Friday I was a bit stuck because I was like, I was sitting at my desk and I was thinking, I don't have a project, I don't have anything to do, so I'm just going to chill out and not do anything. Um, and I pretty much just kind of browsed Reddit a little bit. But then eventually I went back in and actually started watching stuff and tutorials. I need to pre-plan it. So that's the... That's the kind of uh, review of the week. I need to pre-plan what I'm going to do in the week ahead. Yeah, that makes it like Monday morning, sit down and go, hey, Monday is this, Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, okay, and sense. I didn't do that, so I was kind of bouncing off. But I got a lot done. And when I told my boss that I'd done it, so yeah, that's it. I did the whiskey in the glass with the oh, ice cream. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I showed my boss that, and she was like, oh, that's great. So why did you do that? And I said, oh, I want to learn refraction. I want to learn glass. I want to get to understand caustics, which is when you raise a glass off the ground or off the table when you see the reflection under the glass yeah that's caustic okay right so i'm trying to understand and you have to calculate it and you have to find out what we call ray depth which is when light bounces through an object it will calculate by the computer how many times it bounces before it stops so when you first do a render it's black in places because it stopped finding those refresh points so i had to extend it there's so much technical stuff in 3D, it's nuts, just yeah. to get anything to look real. And, and I real. bet lighting is the biggest part of that, right? Oh, yeah, and I'm terrible at lighting. So that's what next week's actually going to be about, is me lighting. So I hope to get some really... I got a studio set, which I which I made myself, mm. which is like having lights positioned around. The three-point lighting, which you're, of course, yeah, well-versed yeah, in. Yeah, very familiar, yeah, yeah. And making a studio one, so having, like... I actually made my own diffuses by making a gradient, circular gradient, and... Oh, but anyway... Regardless, I made a studio set up, but it's not dynamic. I want to make something like interior lighting yeah. for a scene. So, you know, you've got a living room and then a light comes through the window. That's quite hard to pull off naturally to begin with. Yeah, and especially all digitally. I mean, there's just so many variables, isn't there? Yeah. That's the thing. Like, and to get it feeling natural, I mean, it makes you think how much work went into films when you oh, go yeah. see them. So something like Infinity War, where 90% of the film is green screen. Oh, God, it uh, is. Wow. And, and I annoy Ed every time we're sitting through the credits of a Marvel film because I'm like, oh, yeah, Method Studios. Oh, yeah, Frame Store were on they're it. They're nearly all in London, though, right? Yeah, they're all in that's London. That's what's ridiculous. And that's that's the weird place. So I'm working at an agency, but I know that eventually I'm going to move on. And it's weird because at the end of the year, I've got my friend Stag Do, I've got Christmas coming up, and it's money as well as trying to find a new place. And also, if I move to a new place, I'd have to miss my friend's wedding. So I can't really mm. think about the future until that wedding's kind of done. I know that seems a really stupid excuse, but I can't think of any other way of doing it without saying, hey, I've got to have this time off. And if they're like, no project's coming up, then that's screwed and that's going to screw our friendship. I'm not going to, you know, die yeah, right. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the idea is 
I'm spending every week on one part. So one week on modeling, one week on lighting, another week on rendering and understanding things like caustics. So it's going to be a productive amount of time. Yes. Obviously, there's going to be a spanner thrown in the works when actual work comes Yeah, in, which right? is so, what I had throughout uh, the week because like voxel work yeah. came in other things I can't talk about, of course, because of blah, blah, blah. But you do, yeah. You get work in, you get the same thing where you yeah, might yeah. want to work on a personal project and it comes in. But yeah, so my week has been fairly relaxed, actually, being able to do my own things. But I've been in lots of 3D. Even jobs I've been doing have been asking me to do 3D. So Shivas or other bits that I'm working on. Which is nice because it's actually like where you want to be. Yeah. So before we move on, shall we open the uh, beef jerky? Yes. So Ed has been tempting me. Yeah. Explain, Ed, because... Okay, so, so we, to be honest, we've been, like, hanging out in the studio for the last, what, four hours or something? And we'll get <laughs> we'll get to why we were doing that in a bit later yeah. in the show. But I um, I bought some beef jerky. I bought two packs. So they're by uh, the Curators, whoever they are. That's the brand. Um, and we had the... What, what flavour was that one over there, the packet? It was um, Curator Beef Jerky Sweet and Smoky. So that's kind of like <laughs> the normal beef jerky, right? That's the plain one. So the one I've got, and we're going to open now, is Sweet Sriracha. Soft beef jerky cuts stepped, steep, no, steeped in spicy Thai-style barbecue with a sweet chilli rub. Oh, man. So I've had this before, mm. and it's fucking great basically like there's there's beef jerky and then there's now this and this is the best see i love sriracha it's my favorite hot sauce i had it on scrambled eggs the other day oh, oh my yeah, god okay. yeah best breakfast i i just love it whenever i get pizza whenever i have sausages it's always sriracha my dad loved tabasco and i know that you know i've had vindaloo's files and my favorite is king prawn madras that's my favorite curry but i love it. yeah 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 yep I'm so already good. salivating. Yeah, yeah, no, take, grab a bit and then pass <laughs> I a bit. Will. I will. Oh. Uh, yeah, so, so normally, like, beef jerky that we get here Shit. in the UK is generally pretty crap. Like, it's I've got fine. Australia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of beef jerky is shaped like Australia. Like, I'm going to grab a bit. So, it's it's normally quite chewy, right, beef jerky? And yeah. this stuff is a lot softer than the other things we've had. So, I'm Shit. just going to try it, go for it. It's, it's funny because it almost looks like fluffy, doesn't it? Mm. Oh, yeah. Mmm. So just the oh sound of God. me chewing into the microphone. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm. Mm. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. So spicy. I love it. Uh, it's clearing my nose. I love it. I shouldn't it. have rubbed my eye. Hopefully I haven't got sw- nah, sriracha uh. in my eye. Ah, uh, I feel like such a man at the moment. <laughs> mm. We're doing it right. I think this is how we should do it. Like, some kind of meaty snack and beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Oh. <laughs> mm. Um. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So moving on from amazing beef jerky, which I would definitely recommend. I have a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, eh. Yeah, I uh, definitely suggest that. Wow. Spicy beef jerky is the way to go, folks. Oh yeah. Mm. Um. So this week in gaming, I have pretty much only played WoW. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't really played that much, but when I have, it's been wild because I mean, <laughs> Jack's just like <laughs> nomming on the silica gel packet or whatever it is. Sorry. Um, you know the thing that says do not eat? Jack's eating it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've only pretty much been playing WoW, except for today I did actually go, do you know what, I'm going to play a bit of Overwatch, and that's related to our Game of Rage topic later, mm. and it... Long story short, within about five minutes playing Overwatch, I was annoyed. But anyway, uh, <laughs> um, I've got to level one fifteen on my warrior, yeah. which is 
so my main character, which is obviously the only thing I've been playing. But so I've been taking it slowly, and also when I've been playing, I think the longest I played for in one go was like an hour and a half. Mm. So I haven't really been playing that much. Yeah. Um. But I love it. It's so I, awesome. I, I just I'm almost entirely finished with uh, Tear Guards. Tear Tear is Tear Guard sound. And. Just the whole zone is beautiful. The story's been great. I've really the pirate theme that runs through it um, has been really nice. I haven't yet done any dungeons. Yeah, but I've now because I, honestly, I was waiting to see when they made sense because I remember from Legion they were kind of linked into the storyline. They and eventually were. You got a quest. Now I got. I guess it's the way I kind of floated through the zone as to when I ended up hitting it. But I yeah. finally did the freehold stuff, so now I've got the quest to. I think hit one of the characters you play along with is his ex-first mate is a boss in Freehold. Freehold's my favourite. So that's something I want to do. I don't know when I'm going to get to it. Maybe later tonight, depending on how much time I have, but we'll see. Oh, the but, dungeon? Yeah, 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 yeah. All I'll say is greased up pig. <laughs> greased up pig, okay. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be good. Um, the only problem I've had is that the world scaling, like PVE stuff, it's just broken. They've also changed it again. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I think they've reduced the uh, thing so like 120s don't get smurfed by 110s. Uh, I don't well, know how they've done it, but they're balancing all over the place at the moment. So there's a few things that are going on, isn't there? There's like mm. you, your character versus the environment and all the like mobs that are around. Mm-hmm. And then there's you versus other players out in the world. Yes. And then there's you versus other players in Battlegrounds. Yes. Oh, actually, no, that's changed because I looked the other day. Right. Unless it has been changed back, in which case anyone listening, please do tell me. But it used to be in Legion, there was a thing called Principles of War where your class was based on a template. Yeah. And your health would be set. If you had a certain item level, you get a percentage more. Mm-hmm. So if you're oh, yeah. 380, you have 1% more than someone who's 330. Now that doesn't exist, so the highest item level wins in that sense, which makes Battlegrounds, again, a PvE race, I feel. Yeah. And it kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except I think sense. versatility might make sense again. But there is going to be PvP gear, and I think the PvP gear will make an impact. So I'm actually looking forward to doing my Elena expeditions during the week and getting my arenas done so I'm conquest capped so at the end of the week you get a chest um, in the jewellers guild which then gives you extra gear okay because I started to get into pvp towards the end of legion like, mm. especially on my druid because I kind of only played my druid towards the end of legion anyway um, but I switched to my warrior because I always played my warrior as the first they're strong at the moment Yeah, I got I'm, smurfed by a warrior so the other day on that right so the whole scaling thing so <clears> I found and I think I mentioned this in the last podcast was me versus anything I come up against is just insanely easy. Like, yeah. ridiculously easy. So whether they're an elite, there's eight mobs or whatever, <laughs> like, it's fine. Like, my health doesn't go down, which is partly because of how I'm specced and this, that, and the other, but that it shouldn't be that easy. And also, fine, all my... I've got war mode turned on, obviously, because, you know, fuck the horde. Um <laughs> 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 But the only world PvP I've come against is effectively the 120s that are doing world quests in my yeah. zone, right? So all the bonuses of, like, war mode for me is I get the extra XP, and then it's basically nothing else except every, about once an hour I get ganked by a couple of 120s. Which is... 
Yeah, because I when I actually levelled, I didn't see anyone until I reached max, and now they're swarming. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, get her done now, and then you know, turn off world PvP. The fun thing is, I've actually been holding my own for a lot longer than you'd expect. That's wicked, and I don't get it. Another point of it is like, why? why? Often when it's one v one, it definitely lasts longer, and against like, like rogues, I'm pretty okay against for a while. Hunters is fine. Um, I honestly haven't seen many casters, so I don't know. But I'm genuinely surprised by how long I stay alive for. Like, I, I just don't get it. And I'm actually doing... Like, there was a rogue that I wasn't sure I wasn't <clears> going <throat> to kill, and he was 120, and I'm like, I got you down to 20%? Like, yeah, yeah. And then I died? Like, how does that make sense? But apparently, a level 110 right now, and I don't know whether they've hot, hot fixed this yet, but they shouldn't... I don't think they have, because it was a Q&A earlier this week which did you watch any of that i did not watch it but no. i read the patch notes on yeah. mmo champion yeah that's pretty much all i've done as well but anyway so a 110 would actually be able to kill a 120 mm. because of the way the scaling works out which is why when you dungeon first when i first started playing there was someone who was already 120 in my friend's guild we were doing a dungeon and he was another rogue and he was very frustrated with me because he was 120 or maybe he was 115 mm. No, 116, because when you reach a point, then gear actually starts to come into play. So all of that extra scaling stuff gets taken away. I think it's 116. Okay. Anyway, I was smashing this other rogue at 110. I was like, (laughs) my rotation's better than your... It wasn't. It was the scaling thing. And I knew this after like the second pause. Like, right, I'm going to do nothing. And then I would do one fan of knives. And I leveled his DPS in one click of a button. And I was like, this is... Excuse my language. This is bullshit. It's yeah. absolute bullshit. Oh god, it's been. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's been nice he to be was able to, angry. Yeah, no, I bet. It's been nice to be able to kill stuff. Yeah. like no problem. But at the same time, I'm like, this is too fucking easy, mm. and I've kind of got used to it now. And then there was one mob for what I can't even remember. Somewhere in Tiro God Sound, and they were humanoids, and like I accidentally stumbled across the camp with them in, and for whatever reason, those specific mobs took me ages to kill yeah it's because you're 115 now yeah. right and that's what i'm saying is that maybe it is 115 but that scaling gum comes off mm. they haven't explained why no. but i think it's like a beta thing maybe it's something they're still trying to change but or challenge. i know that it was the same in beta mm. yeah i know it was because that's why everybody said it they felt overpowered yeah but anyway so yeah that's that's kind of been it i want to do some dungeons and we will see how it goes although i did play as a mobile watch later but we'll get to that yeah uh, I did my first mythic. Okay, so, so, so you hit. What eye level are you then? So I'm now three three two. Okay. So to get into mythics, some people say three three three. No, three thirty or thank you or like oh you got to be three fifty because we want somebody who's going to actually pull us into the group. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's stupid. It's people that are trying to get people with way higher high item levels than themselves to rush them through dungeons. It's stupid. It's how well works, though. So, 120 on Rogue. Um, I've been doing rep grinds. You get this... Um, oh, you get this selfie. Woo! Bitcho selfie. Don't mind us. Carry on. Yep. You get this Pterodax. So, my friend got this egg, gave it to me, and I've been raising a Pterodax every day mm. since it's come out. I missed one day. And I'm not going to spoil any of the story, but it's actually been really fun to go up to this little nest and see this little guy and take care of him. And oh, I remember you telling me about he falls yeah, off yeah. a cliff and you have to bring him back up. All what? this fun. Yeah, <laughs> um, nothing more, but it's great fun. But yeah, I did my first mythic. There's a hat at the end of Tol de Gur, which is this yeah. prison Alcatraz sort of dungeon. And it's a red pirate cap 
with a red thing. My rogue was literally like a Defius rogue, essentially. I wanted him to have the red bandana and, you know, lab dogs, all of you. Because, <laughs> yeah. de- you know, the Dead Mines was the first dungeon I ever ran. I fell in love with the um, Defius. And so I started doing that. So, yeah, to do this mythic, I wanted this headpiece right at the end. And that was the main point. So I ran it um, with Guildies, which was great. And it's just, I'm so glad that I did it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I've just been, I did that. I've not done much else. It's just, yeah, I got ruined by a warrior in world PvP. I opened up <laughs> on him, put all my cooldowns as assassination, all dots, everything, got him down to half health, and he just crushed me in two swings. I was like, that makes no sense. Do you know what Specky was? Um, Fury. He had two weapons. Okay. Two two-handed weapons. So, I play Fury most of the time now. In fact, I haven't gone prot yet, but I will for dungeons. Like... I've got three, maybe four or five abilities, if depending on what Azerite things you pick, that will basically bump up my health drastically. Ah. So one is Victory Rush, which would have probably had to happen early in the Gives fight. Gives you health back, doesn't it? Yeah, but only if you've just killed something. Yeah. Um, Enrage Regeneration, which I don't... Basically, the more... I think it's kind of the more rage you have and the more damage you take, the more dam- health it gives you back. And that, honestly, like I can be at 50% health fighting a normal mob and I'll be back up very high. Does ignore pain still? No, because you only get ignore pain in protection. Ah. And then I've got commanding shout, which bumps up my health by like 15% or something. And then I've now got an Azerite thing, which gives me a shield that absorbs stuff. That makes sense. So there's a lot of things why, but also there was a level difference, right? No, we're no. both 120. Okay. But, but that, could, that could explain it, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. it absolutely crushed me, and I was like, what? And I was raging in the guild, also another topic for gamer rage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, wow, why did this happen? I wouldn't rage, but I was, I was perplexed. Yeah. And then someone just said, like, get good scrub. Another uh, person said, die. look at your combat um, log. So I did, which was actually a great idea. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. It was just things that were ticking off of me. You just got all these nice crits on me. I was like, wow, okay. Fair enough, fair play. Yeah, because I think I've then got like four cooldown mm. things that I can spam for damage yeah. as well. So, mate, it's fun playing Fury. But um, talking about Tyrigard sound, so I've been trying to get this achievement, which Fist has already got, and loads of PvPers have already got, called the Alliance Slayer. Oh, right. And yeah. what you do is you join a raid group, you kill 10 people by yourself, mm. or within the raid group, you get the final blow on them. You get 10, so you become a horde assassin. Yeah. You leave that group, and after a while, you should have a quest pop. If you kill people whilst as a horde assassin um, ten times without uh, dying, mm-hmm. you get the title. So it's like kill 20 people, essentially, yeah. without yeah, dying yeah, yeah, yeah. in world PvP. Um, but I joined a raid, and we raided Tyrigard Sound. But was it? Um, Boralis? Bor- yeah, Boralis. Boralis or something. Boralis. Yeah. What a beautiful town that is. Oh, my God, it's so good. Whilst I was killing people. Yeah. But I was in there thinking... <laughs> I actually prefer this to Zoldazar, the big pyramid. I, I prefer this to going up all those damn steps. I've heard about the steps. Mm. Oh, apparently, Renata and World of Warcast counted them. It was something like 327 steps and eight levels. Yeah. So so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> like... But uh, So I'm always using Hearthstones and Flight Paths or mm. my Parku little dinosaur blessing thing that can actually help you jump levels. Oh, that sounds fun. But regardless... The PvP was so much fun. We oh. entered there and they actually started fighting back. So we destroyed them so. in the, the trading bit. We destroyed them elsewhere. And then they came from the other side of... Uh, they came from behind. They came from behind from Boralus. We fought them back. We killed them all. 
I then went out of group, but my quest didn't pop, and yeah. I don't know why it didn't pop. But I was so ready to get that done that evening. Everything was working out, but the quest yeah, yeah. didn't bloody pop. I need to find out why that didn't pop. But regardless, the Alliance Zones are so beautiful. I'm actually enjoying spending time in them just as much as the Horde Zones because they're different and they remind me of Northrend. I, I have so much to do. Yeah. And so I want to finish every zone. I mean, literally, really finish every um, zone. I did a bit of that today. I've been uh, cleaning up quests. That's it, isn't it? And it, there's a lot to clean up. And I'm mm. astounded by how far I've got and I'm still in the same zone. Yeah. And I've got two whole zones to go. I was in Voldoon until one sixteen, and yeah. then I didn't. I had to rush through Zoldazar, which is why I've still got so many mm. extra quests left over. But also, War Mode is the issue with that. Yeah, I bet because of the extra the XP. XP. Yeah, but then I don't know what. I guess yeah. So I guess maybe you'd have been like one fourteen ish and finished it still. Yeah, but even then, that's more than half. Well, nearly half the levels. And you've only got you've got still got two other zones. But the other thing I haven't done is I haven't established my outpost yet. I've done like one follower mission thing, which I, I'm not liking how that's laid out yet. Neither it's a bit I. wonky. But then you also when you get on a bound reputation, you get these contracts, and then you send them off on a mission, and you get another outpost. Mm -hmm. And I'm I literally just done that today because my reputation's been going really slow. Do champions of Azeroth. If you can, okay. because when you get when you get friendly with them, you instantly get your Azerite necklace boosted to fifteen by visiting Magni at the World Wound. Yeah, the sword is. If you get revered, I think you get another jump. So do it via that. Champions of Azeroth should be the main one to get to. So what's what exalted. is that like a? That's a faction. Yeah. Okay. But it's mainly working with Magni. When you reach, uh, do all the zones. You can yeah. unlock World Quest, and then it'll be there. Yeah. Okay. So what are the World Quests like? Are they like, as good as Legion was? Yeah, they are. I mean, they're all 325. As you get higher item levels, they actually do scale up, I found, for a time. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and then you get to a point where they don't, mm. um, and then you just have to rely on Mythic. So it's actually yeah. a nice little progression, but they're useful. So I can look on the world map and say, okay, I'll do the daily one, which will give you four, but I don't need to revisit these after a time, so I'm not going to. However, I might do because of the reputation that you get from them. Yeah. And that's it. That's the main point. Yeah. You could spend all day doing those. I, I bet. I mean, so I, I've still got to do any dungeons. Yep. I've got the island expedition things. I've got two whole other zones from the Alliance side to just quest in. And then I've got the entire Horde side. Plus seeing the Horde side from the Alliance side, not even thinking about just leveling another Horde character. Like, there is so much There going is so on. much. And that's what's pretty cool about, like, actually there being separate zones this time, whereas it's just like... the Oh yeah, zones. there's daily quests here, but then when I'm like, I wanted to go do some PvP, it's PvP daily. Well, there's daily quests in the other zone, and I know that other alliance players are going to go to those daily quest places, so I can yeah. kill them because I'm a bugger like that. So movies and TV. So what, do you want to start with the thing we're both seeing, which is Mission Impossible? Yeah. What did you think? Because I haven't actually spoken to you about this. I was actually really surprised by it. I enjoyed it thoroughly mm. um, because it was. I liked the story. I thought it get confusing at moments. Yeah. But I then re-hooked really onto what was going on. And for me, it was more that there was so much action going on. It doesn't really stop. No. It's, it's an action film where 80% of it is literally action. Yeah. Action and it's good. Yeah. It's good action. Like, I was actually on the edge of my seat at the end point. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, go on, do that. And I was like, this hasn't happened in a while for a Mission Impossible no, no, no. film. And you know that that plot's coming and that storyline's happening. But you're still on the edge of your seat, yeah. which is, that's good action. 
Did you find, and this is slightly weird, but like, did you find that, you know, the two, the two women, yeah. right? So his, his ex-wife yep. and then the MI6 agent yeah. woman. Do they not seem like the same person? They look very similar, which made it really difficult yes. throughout different parts okay. of the film. So both my mum and dad and Kristen and I have all found that. Yeah, so that was confusing. Okay, just, yeah. just that, checking. No, no, that was outside. totally confusing because I was like, they have a similar face shape. The only difference is hair colour and, yeah. of course, accent. Yeah, yeah, but like That's, when you were seeing pictures... Seeing it, and like, yeah, it, it no, was totally. Just, other than that, though, it mm. was so good. Yeah. And the, the amount... I, I don't even want to say it, but the, like... God. Superman has been great in it, let's just say. like He's so good. Her- yeah. What the fuck and, is his name? Uh, Henry Cavill? Yes, Henry Cavill, yeah. And they did a moment in London, so I go through Blackfriars every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, he's walking the same platform I go yeah, on. Yeah. And there's a moment where he's, uh, well, yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything, but he goes to all the landmarks that you can see from Blackfriars. Yeah. And I literally was nudging my friend saying, I know where that is. Yeah, yeah. I know where that is. I yeah. know where that is. And he got hacked off with me. I was like, shut <laughs> up. And he goes, all right, then guess the next one. I was like, the tape. Thank you. So cool. It's really wicked. They did it so well and they nailed it. I just had a great time start to finish. It did yeah. feel long, but it probably didn't help that like halfway through, I was like, crap, I need a wee. Yeah. So yeah. then I was like waiting for the end. But anyway, but like, I was very, very surprised by it. The only thing I remember from the one before, not that you really need to have seen it, is that there was some like underwatery stuff. Yes. Right? Like, I can't, but that is it. The whole film isn't very memorable to me, but I want to watch them all again because I remember quite vividly things from like the first two. Yes. And oh, there was a great callback to the end of the first film. So there's a scene where he's climbing up a cliff face, right? In this his current one. And at the end of the first Mission Impossible, he's climbing a rock face and it's framed almost identically. And at the top of the cliff on, in Mission Impossible 1, he gets gets the mission to set him off on 2. Yeah. But in in the film, what is it? Rogue? No. Not Rogue Fallout. Nation. Fallout. Yeah, yeah. Rogue Nation was the last yes. one. Um, yeah, it's just like identical shots. And I was like... Huh? And nudging Kristen going, huh? <laughs> this is like the first one that you haven't seen. Oh, shit. Yeah, she, like, <laughs> but, yeah no, no, I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know whether it was, but it certainly reminded me of that, like, a lot. It's cool. It was really cool. Um, I enjoyed it. I'd give that a three out of five. I thought that on Rotten Tomatoes, it got 92%. Wow, really? Yeah. They really liked that film. I would actually go almost four. Four for action? Just mm, good action? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost Bond-like in a way, oh, better than that. like epi- yeah, because it's yeah. epically. Ooh, sorry, that's me nudging the thing with my ah money, <laughs> but it was good. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed that film, and I wasn't bored. No, that was God. the thing. Like, there's you almost have no time to breathe throughout yeah. the entire. Yeah, film. yeah, like, and that's a good thing because yeah. that's what the characters feel like because they've got a deadline. Yeah, it's great. I, yeah, so I think great for pacing. Me, four out of five. All right. I really enjoyed it. I'll bump mine up to 3.5. I don't know what it would take to get mm. it to a 4 for me. I don't know why it's not quite a 4. Yeah, I don't no, know. I get it. But I'll stick with that for now. So, just before we move on to Disenchantment, which we've both seen... I've seen all of now. Yes. And you've seen some of it. I watched Infinity War again. Yeah. I didn't love it as much. I, I wasn't so keen on it anyway. I... I really, really enjoyed it when I saw it at the cinema, like, because it was just, like, holy shit balls, like, what's going on? <laughs> and I watched it again, and I was genuinely surprised by how much I didn't love it. 
like it's not very high on my list of Marvel films. No. Like at all. Ha- especially having just seen Ant Man and the Wasp. Have we talked about that on the show? I feel like we might have. Maybe we did last time, yeah. Yeah, we did. I think. But when? Did we because did we talk oh, anyway, like if we haven't that was fucking great as it was well. Good. Right, it was good really fun. enjoyed that. Anyway. <laughs> Infinity War is fine. Mm. It's not the best at all. Because I think the whole problem with Infinity War is I don't think it has much rewatchability. No. Unlike many of the I other I wouldn't films. watch it again, I'm not going to lie. Uh. I just don't... I'm not very much for Debbie Downer films, I'm going to be honest. No. no it's, it's a midway film for me. I'll watch the first Avengers, definitely. Oh yeah, but that's the thing. Any other Marvel film, I'll happily watch multiple yeah, times and I have, but that I did and I wish I... I didn't wish I hadn't, but I would never, I'm not going to watch it again. I'm with you. I totally agree. Anyway, Disenchantment. So... so Okay, so you've seen, what, like most of the first pilot episode, which is like a double length, right? Yeah. So, Disenchantment is I was watching on the train. Yeah, which is, yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, It's a Netflix original, which is done by Matt Groening, 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 yeah. The guy who does The Simpsons and the Future Armor (laughs) and all that stuff. So, And it is following the misadventures of a hard-drinking princess bean, her feisty elf companion, Elfo, and her personal demon, Lucy, in the crumbling medieval kingdom of Dreamland. Which Ed also reminded me, Lucy is spelled L-U-C-I, like Lucifer. Oh, yes. And I didn't realise that until I looked stuff up afterwards and was <laughs> like, oh, that makes sense that the male demon is called Lucy, but it's short for Lucifer, I guess. <laughs> I, I, we've just, we literally finished it yesterday. It's in the season? Yeah, all ten episodes. Wow. So, because we started watching it like in the week or something, I think, and and it's been that good. And originally, we watched it. We we're like, we'll watch one episode because it's quite late, and we watched three episodes that night because it was really good. And so they're about they're half an hour long normally, and the first episode I think is like fifty minutes. I'm gonna watch it when I eat dinner tonight. Yeah. Definitely, because it's just fun. I was enjoying that episode, but I was worried if any sort of niche things or you know train yeah, yeah, train yeah. non appropriate things so would come up, and that's the it's thing. It's actually is... only a twelve. Oh, that's fine then. So you're okay. So, but there is there is a bit of everything. You'll yeah. see a butt. That's fine. I mean, it's a cartoon butt, but it, the, the art style is just amazing. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's it, like Futurama and Simpsons had a baby. Yeah. After some very in angry the medieval sex. times. In the medieval times. And. It, to me, it reminds me more of Futurama. Because yeah. a lot of... I mean, this is a bit of frustration, actually. A lot of the voice actors, you will recognise. Of course, Bender is like five characters yeah. from the off. Yeah, yeah, which is mildly frustrating. Oh, yeah. by the way, there's a great character later on with the guy from the IT crowd. The Ross? manager. No, no, oh, the manager. Denim. Yes. Which one? Later one, who's father? Yes, him. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I love it's him so fucking much. Fucking great. Have you ever seen <laughs> Toast of London? No. Oh, you'll love it. It's uh, so good. Toast of London, so up your street. Okay. Anyway, anyway that's yeah, for another time. That's for another time. Oh, and Noel Fielding's in it at one point as well. Brilliant. So he's he's great. Brilliant. Like I, I was genuinely impressed by it. I was like, oh my god, soup, great. Soup, people. Yes, exactly. Soup, I was like, soup, why do I know this? Oh, god, yeah. Ooh, chili chow. Crouton, crouton. Friends of a liquid broth. I am Gaspaccio. Oh, I am a summer soup. Miso, miso. Fighting in the... Oh, no, I missed the fucking thing. Fighting in the Jojo. Miso, miso. Oriental Prince in the land of soup. There we go. Sorry. Classic times. Ah, funny days. Anyway, there's Stalin I had to force that in there. Sorry. But yeah, so we were talking about Noel Fielding being in it and some actors. Uh... Okay, so you've seen 
what, okay, impressions then. What do you reckon? To start off, I was like, okay, I wonder how they're going to introduce all the different characters. I liked it. I thought as a first episode, I was like, I'm sure when it picks up, I'll kind of get into it. Mm. I think I know the one, the the guy you're talking about who was in um, IT Crowd was mm. one of the princes who was on the hunt, wasn't yes. he? Yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah. Character. But I picked up on that voice actor immediately. But I think because it is like a successor to Futurama in a way, mm. the first episode I expected a lot. However, at the same point, that's why I kind of stopped. I was like, no, I don't want to think of this as Futurama. I don't want to think of this as Simpsons. It's a completely new yeah. brainchild. And I want to enjoy it for what it is instead yeah. of what I want it to be. And that was my biggest issue because Futurama, I watched when I was in Stud, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is my boarding house. And we watched that religiously. It was such a big part of me growing up. Like, literally, it was either Futurama, Malcolm in the Middle, or SpongeBob, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so that has a big part in my heart. Yeah. And I was watching it, and I'm not disappointed at all. I like it. But mm. I was like, I need to watch it when I'm chilled out, when I can really sink my teeth into it. So impressions are, I'm excited. I don't know yet. And you kind of flagged up something that is kind of a problem for me as well, was they, I wish they'd got some more voice actors. Mm. Like, I get it. They know their guys, and they probably have to work with some of them, this, <laughs> and that, but, like you can't help but think, oh, that's Bender, or that's Fry, because one of the characters is voiced by Fry. Yeah, Billy um, West. Yeah, it's like an old Fry. I can't even remember which character it is. Isn't it the wizard or something? I can't remember. Are you talking about Farnsworth? Maybe. I don't know. Good news, everyone! Oh, Bad yeah, he news. is. Yeah, yeah, he's in it as well. This is it. <laughs> that's They're Billy all West. In it. That's yeah, Billy yeah, yeah, West yeah. again. So, so there's that. That is slightly distracting, especially if you've watched Futurama yeah. a lot. I haven't noticed any Simpsons actors... Um, we'll see but the, honestly where it is now at the beginning of the show is not going to be where it ends up of course it's a fantastic oh the the thing to really mention is it's like it's serialised as in it's not very episodic like so each it's not standalone episodes it is one story start to finish oh brilliant I actually kind of like that yeah so you know did you watch the latest season of South Park I did yeah so how that genuinely carried yeah, it along okay so it's more like that but kind of less chaotic as because they actually clearly plan the whole thing. South Park, you, you know that South Park just, they write the episode the week of. Yeah, which is nuts. Yeah, yeah, which is how they were able to keep up current events last yeah. season. But anyway, I was really happy to see that it was actually a full continuing storyline. That is I'm different. I'm excited to see where it goes. Like, I'm, I, I don't know when we're getting, because it says part one. Now, I don't know whether that's part of the whole, we're in the medieval times, let's label them correctly, or if it's, because it's only 10 episodes. So I don't know whether it's going to be season one, part two is the extra next ten, or whether it's going to be part two is actually season two, and there are only ten episodes. Yeah, there. but we'll see. And and the actual show titles are great because you get like a, a a prologue, and then it gives you like a black screen with some ye old texty thing <laughs> with this. And the episode titles are fucking great. And the the opening one is like. Uh, a princess, an elf, and a demon walk into a bar. That's like, it, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's just it's <laughs> things like that through the whole thing that are just great. And it opens with that as well, her walking into a bar and having yeah. a bar fight. Yeah, yeah, oh, she's great. And there's, um, the pub is called, like, the the Throne Scepter or something That's it, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason is, throughout the thing, the king lob scepters out the window and they all land in, in that <laughs> pub. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's just they've got great things like that 
But anyway, moving on, what else have you watched? Because I haven't really done anything else. So I've watched a myriad of things I over can the see last from the week. List. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I watched Mission Impossible, Disenchantment. I've still been watching The Last Kingdom of Vikings. So I've been looking between them, and I'm oh, enjoying okay. them separately. So I'm still enjoying Vikings. I, I've been watching that when I was eating dinner. Um, Last Kingdom I was watching on my way back via the train. And they're different because they're different broadcast companies. The Vikings feels very much, you don't feel a part of, it doesn't feel as real as, say, The Last Kingdom because The Last Kingdom actually feels like it's set in England. Yeah. Um, and I love that. You actually, maybe it's just because it's newer and Vikings was filmed in a certain way and it does have CGI elements and it is different. Sorry, just sets. The Last Kingdom was the BBC one, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. But yeah, The Last Kingdom, I'm still thoroughly impressed when I was re-watching it by how gritty it is in certain ways. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, so I'm still watching that, still watching Vikings. I, I've been watching a few other things. I've been trying to push my boundaries. So one of my favourite films of all time, especially given... I'm not going to touch on it much because it is terrible, but the thing that's happening in Ireland with all the priests and the yeah. sexual abuse scandal led me to watch one of my favourite films of all time called Calvary, which is... Um, it was basically written by Martin McDonough, who's a playwright, very famous yeah, yeah, playwright. Yeah, rings a bell. Yeah. And um, I'll give you the start because it's brilliant. So uh, Brendan Gleeson um, is the priest, the main mm -hmm. priest. And so it starts off with the priest giving a confessional. And um, the guy starts out by saying, uh, literally, it's like, I was um, sodomized when I was young and I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you because you've done nothing wrong. Because no one will remember killing a bad priest, but everyone will pay attention when you kill a good priest. I'm going to kill you down on the beach a week on Sunday. And he says, have you got anything to say to me? And Brendan Gleeson goes, no, not right now. And it's just this opening that's like, wow, that's the premise of the film. I haven't even seen it. I'm like, holy shit. It's amazing. And it's following this guy who is a genuinely good guy, uh, trying to kind of bring this parish of non-believers and it really is kind of like an emphatic showing of Ireland now which is fastly becoming widely atheist because of course all the issues that are happening Yeah, um, and it really does reflect in both this guy who's just trying to keep his diocese together not necessarily under faith but just under kind of good moral standards and everyone's kind of going their own way and doing their own things and his this guy was a priest after his wife perished so he does have a daughter who's right, right. introduced later on in the film but it's wonderful you see so many microcosms of maybe Irish culture of brilliant script writing and it's still to this day probably one of my favourite films of all time is it how old is the film maybe a few years I watched it at Cineworld um, 2014 2015 okay yeah it's yeah. not very old but it's on Netflix by the way oh okay so yeah I I'm, love it I'm curious I I, honestly, that. it's one of my favourite films of all time. And I think if you watch that, you might understand me a bit better, weirdly enough. There's lots of things when I kind of show other people, yeah. like, that's you if you're a priest, weirdly right, enough. Right. But yeah, wonderful film. Um, so I rewatched that and I was like, yeah, I just wanted to watch it because I love that film, I'll be honest. And it's really well uh, storied. Going on from that, I also watched another thing, which is called Jihad, The Story of Others, <laughs> which is a weird one to talk about on a podcast, but... Bear with me. It was because of all the ISIS stuff recropping back up recently. And I was watching it about people who have been extremists that decided to actually preach against extremists, especially one of the main preachers and main creators of jihad in the West, a man who's now gone back on it right. to educate youngsters to say, don't do this because you'll be fighting for corrupt governments. Don't bother doing this. You just don't, you know, there's no point in that. 
you know, he had 13-year-old children come up to him and say, I just want to go to school. I don't want to be in a war. And it drove him to tears, and you can see him break down on screen. Nuts. So I've been watching a lot of harrowing stuff, folks. But honestly, it was a really good documentary, and it's done really brilliantly. Oh, on, so that was a doc, right? That was a doc okay. wow. called Jihad, yeah, 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 yeah. A Story yeah. of Others. Um, Calvary wasn't. Um, but Lady in the Van... So I love Maggie Smith, yeah. who was... Sorry, Dame Maggie Smith. Dame, thank you. <laughs> oh, God, I should shoot myself in the foot for not saying that. So Dame Maggie Smith yep. is Professor McGonagall in the Harry Potter series, for anyone that kind of wants a backstory. Um, and she plays this uh, this lady... I can't even tell you the story promise, but basically it is, as it says on the tin, mm. lady in the van, someone takes pity on her, brings her into his driveway to live on his driveway, and you kind of follow this woman and how she affects the neighbourhood, how she affects her neighbour, and you see her story unfold through the eyes of a writer. Okay. Um, I think it was adapted into a play. It's a truish story as well. But it was enjoyable, mainly because I love Maggie Smith. She's my favourite actress. I love her to pieces. Um, that was wicked. Finally, uh, so I'd give that a good watch. I'd say it's an all right film. I'd give it a three out of five. But for Maggie Smith, watch it. She's brilliant. It was one of those... Um, sorry, they're walking people in with rainbow trousers. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. I know them. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I was just like... No, anyway, well... Uh, I cut this bit out. Um, I also um, started watching Bronson... I'm halfway through it, which is about Britain's most notorious criminal who literally got into prison so he could beat people up to become famous in that sense. And that's what they start with. Okay. And it's incredible. It's, oh, actor, he played Bane. Oh, yep. Um, Shit. (laughs) Yep. Uh, In Dunkirk, da-da-da-da. Yep. Oh, my God. That guy. That guy. <laughs> yes. Anyway, he it's brilliant, but it's okay, nuts. I'm, I'm going to have to look this thing up. Um, Pause. No, no, we'll, we'll keep going. <laughs> what, what, um, what the hell is So he, he basically plays um, this guy who has an alter ego called Charlie Bronson who beats people up, so much so that he gets then sent to a psych ward and the psych ward gets burnt down by him and the colleagues and he gets sent elsewhere. It's nuts. Um, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, thank you. For goodness sake. Yeah, what the hell? Get our shit together. But it's brilliant. So I'd definitely give Bronson a watch just because it's energetic. It's a look into the psyche of someone else. It's great. So what was that other film that he played played two brothers in that were crime people? (gasps) I don't know. I'm just going back to IMDb. Anyway, so Bronson's about... This guy had a family, had all this stuff, and then he kind of goes a little bit crazy. And it's kind of funny because Tom Hardy is saying that he's actually quite a sweet man in some respects. Like, he said he broke up with his girlfriend once and he spoke to uh, Charles Bronson about it and he was actually giving him some good tips on, like, saying, you know, pick yourself up. Pick yourself up and get back out there, son. (laughs) And I was like, from a guy who's convicted, attempted murderer, beater-upper, but, you know, just, I don't know. It's it's just an interesting film. What was the film that you were going to mention? Uh, Legend, where he plays the Cray twins. Okay, yeah. So Ronald and Reginald Cray. Ooh, here's a bit of history for you. My grandparents on the Irish side owned the pub that the Crays used to go to. Oh, really? Yep. That one where they have, like, a knife fight and he brings a gun? Probably. It was in London. They had their own tankards behind the bar. Yeah. They also apparently racked up a very nice tap one night. I'm sure they did. And it, uh, 
If you have you seen Legend? No. Oh my god, it's amazing. Like, Hashtag it's Irish. So so good. <laughs> and like, because he he plays two twins. Well, not two twins. Both twins. Because two twins is four. Is that four? Yes. Yeah. yeah like, is it though? Maybe no. We'll just he plays both halves <laughs> of the twins, and one is like. As stable as you get, he's a normal bloke as far as you get for a gangster in London, and the other one is yeah. completely fucking mental. <laughs> like, and it's just fantastic. And and the the kind of nutty one is like, is pissed off that they went to a bar to have a fight and nobody bought any weapons, and he's like, he he, he storms out pissed off because nobody bought any weapons to a bar fight. <laughs> And then comes back and beats the shit out of everyone. <laughs> like, but yeah, that is fantastic. Anyway, moving on. Um, tech stuff? Tech stuff. So why were we here for a few hours? So, um, when I did this job recently that gave me a few computer parts, we decided that we'd actually do up my computer off from this massive gigantic tower to this beautiful assemblage, which we'll probably be putting pictures up after the show. Yeah. And Ed was very kind enough to come over and not only show me the ropes of things I missed in my last build, but also cable management, helping me kind of fit it into this new case. Things that I didn't know about mm. this new case, like the magnetic uh, <coughs> pack. Puck. The puck. Puck thing, which is like a magnetic cube. Yeah. Rubber cube that sits on the front of the case, which we need to stick on there, by the way. Which yeah. you can. It's designed to hang your headphones or like VR headset off. Which is That's pretty cool. cool. Like, it's a pretty cool little random accessory, which I'm just going to put on the front of the case while Jack tells yeah. you what else. Um, so I also got an SSD because hard drives are really slow. I'd get home from work. I... <laughs> I'd have to turn on my computer, go make a cup of tea, talk to my family, have dinner, and by the time I came back, everything would be loaded and quick. Eventually, on his PC. Eventually, on my PC. And that was the thing. And this hard drive, I'd been using one, one terabyte hard drive for the last four or five years. <laughs> so I had a new hard drive which uh, Ed kindly gave me which I backed up everything yeah. on yesterday and an SSD to make it all beautiful silky smooth and fast a new graphics card as well a 1070 Ti and that is a chunky little beast in fact we need to benchmark this at some point yeah we will and, and we'll figure that out because I I think Cinebench will be good because theoretically with Cinebench uh, so Cinebench by the way is made by a company it's like a benchmarking tool that is made by a company that makes 3D modeling software. I can't remember which Maxon. one. Maxon. Yeah, Cinema 4D, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, anyway, they that's a classic benchmarking software for hardware. So it'd be interesting to see because your graphics card should be definitely better than mine. Mm. So I have a 970. Oh, okay. But my CPU should do better than yours. Uh, yeah, because it's newer, isn't it? And it's got more threads. Ah. So we'll see. I'm curious as to see like what the difference <laughs> is. Like, because in gaming, your your CPU and mine are actually very, very similar, matched which is weird, right? Until you overclock yours, and yeah. then it will shit all over mine for gaming. But anyway, like, I'm just curious. That'd be good fun. So yeah, so it's a full rebuild, basically. It literally was a full rebuild. Like, that's the weirdest thing. We've gone from A to B. We've gone through the motherboard. We've gone through mm. what 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 goes where. The different fans, new cables. Yeah, it literally is a fresh build and. It's alien looking at this thing because it's a beautiful case. It's all beautifully laid out, unlike my last shambles, which was everywhere. Yeah, um, that thing was a mess. It I didn't realise how bad it was until we <clears throat> pulled it apart either. Yeah, it was terrible, guys. There was a spider in there at one point, which I cleared out earlier on Friday. <laughs> Living in that bigger case. This thing looks amazing. It's quiet. 
there's good airflow, everything's chiming along. I'm quite gobsmacked looking at that. And so I'd like to take the moment to say thank you, Ed, for coming over, helping me out and really sticking it through, especially over the last few hours. I know that you had a few issues last time you did up a PC. Yeah, that was fine. I think we mentioned that last time. It was like Morgan and Katie's PCs. So should have been simple. Wasn't. We got there in the end. But anyway, so Jax was a lot smoother. But it, it's funny how long it takes, isn't it? And it actually, yeah. it was the first time I built in this case. So even though it's very similar to my own case, mm. the cable management is is very different. Yeah. And again, surprisingly, because we've got relatively very similar setups inside. Like the power supply is the same. True. This, that, and the other. The, the amount of cables that come to and from everything is the same. But the case is so different in the back that the, the whole... I mean, there's more space in the back of yours. Oh, right. Definitely. Because of that, the red bar that sticks out, that makes a huge difference. It does. And also, it hides all the ugly cables even though we've done a well ed's done a very good job around the back <laughs> let me say <clears throat> it's fine it's fine <laughs> but it's awesome well, i think i think you need some lighting in there i will get some lighting in there i like the red i like the red and black cables we're gonna get some leds in next currently i've got some lovely green fans that ed has kindly donated i have yeah because because like cases tend to come with like not enough fans which is really i don't get it it's like mm. if you're throwing in any fans <clears throat> make them good fans and make enough fat. I don't get it. I, I know it's a cost thing. Yeah, please. But if you're going to throw any in, make it enough or don't throw any in. Like, yeah. whatever. Anyway, so we're going to... You've got green LED fans in there for now. And I think we're going to go, like, towards red. Right? Oh, yeah. I'm going to go all red, which is... I want to get decal on the front, which is not the most important part, but I want to have a theme for this. Mm. And because the case is black and red... Uh, the cables are black and red yep. and we're going to get black and red fans I need to have it all having that thing and then I'll give it a name and I'll be really happy with it I'm happy with it now like it's awesome but I like the idea of having a theme like yours so I've actually got a battle station and mm. I know that no matter where I take it it's going to be the same apart think, from replacing parts I think we should reach out to Antec again because so the cables in there are the Antec ones which so originally when I, I was talking with Dave David from um, from Antec uh, in America he he hooked it up with the cables, mm. which are black and red. And that's why I picked that colorway, because eventually they were going to end up in your system. Thankfully, you ended up with the black and red case. Yeah. So it's like all matte black on the outside, and there's a big glass panel, and you can see the kind of beautiful glossy oh, red so on the good. inside. So the black cables, black and red cables, go perfectly with that. So I think we could then Antec have got some new RGB fans. Oh. Which we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But... Even the glass panel, you can see everything. I can see how everything's working, and it's sit, sat on my desk. It's actually just really pretty to stare at. I know it is, isn't it? Like <laughs> my, I'm the same with mine because mine's on my desk too, and it's just so nice to just see it. It's and neat and it's tidy and it's gorgeous. And that's the entire point because I didn't upgrade any components when I bought my case. I had all the same stuff. So you got a new SSD and you got a, a new graphics card, but mine was the same. It was entirely aesthetic reasons and. It was worth it because you just get to look at it the whole time yeah. on your desk. So, and I like that. I like all that nerdy stuff. That's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why tech stuff was made. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so Ed came over completely and utterly marmalized my old build, helped me build <laughs> this new one. It looks amazing. It looks fresh. It feels like every component's new, even though I know they're not. But it's work. It's so quiet in there, and yeah. it's. I don't. I'm not worrying about like the PSU not sitting right, the GPU being over crappy or whatever. It's, it's just, amazing how much of your stuff was not actually screwed yeah. in. I think it was part and parcel that I put them in. Like, when I put the GPU in, there are two bottom screws that were missing. So as I pushed it in, the GPU moved. No, not GPU, the power supply unit straight up moved. Yeah. And I was like, 
that doesn't sound right or seem right. But that's probably because at the time I was just so overly eager to play games that I didn't even put it all in. So the power supply was not plugged in. Well, not it was plugged in, but it wasn't attached to the it case. It wasn't properly hubbed. The CPU cooler was not attached to the CPU cooler. Not fully, <laughs> like, no. I, I, don't, I don't know how that worked. But anyway, it's everything looks really good now. So that's that's good. But the only other tech news to kind of mention briefly is that finally NVIDIA have released... Yes, they have. And I'm glad you bought when you did, rather than waiting. How comes? The price is ridiculous. Really? Have they just shot up? So... Because I haven't actually checked. I haven't actually checked. A 1080 Ti would normally have cost you about seven, somewhere between 750 and Mm. 800 quid. Mm. Like... At the very most, you could maybe you got it for like a lot less than that. Yeah, twelve hundred. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so there there is new technology in them. They are now the Nvidia RTX rather than GTX, and the R is for ray tracing, which is all about lighting, basically. I like ray tracing. Yeah, so they're very. Don't get me wrong; they're special bits of hardware, and I really do appreciate the tech behind them. But they've they've almost like. Doubled the price, so now a seven, uh, 1070 is now a twenty seventy, and it's about three hundred quid more. God, so yeah, because I got mine for three ninety, including VAT. Yeah, and if and you'd have been pushing six fifty for the same thing. Well, not the same thing. So the reason I say so it's the same nuts, thing though. is that ray tracing isn't actually useful in most games yet yeah no it's not ray tracing we use in 3d you can do like soft shadow hard shadows area but ray tracing is one which is used and then you can set the depth yeah i'm not going to go into it no no because i don't even understand it fully yet yeah i'm trying to that's next week's next week's goal exactly as we said earlier so it's all about lights and stuff in game it makes it easier and better to do that but the problem we've seen already in things like tomb raider rise of the tomb raider i think it is the current one the, that has been optimized in air quotes for the new RTX hardware, but you actually get lower frames per second than so you they did. Say, you know, yeah. So it's kind of like you get slightly more visual intrigue, mm. and it's slightly prettier, but also not at the same time. And you get worse performance. It, I, it just doesn't make sense. Really, like, I don't get it yet. We'll see, but. I don't think it was worth waiting for unless you wanted to spend a lot of money. I thought it was going to be something epic, like a completely new thing. It didn't feel like it was much. No. We'll see. We'll see how it <laughs> yeah. goes. But I, I, I'm sure it will change in the next sort of six months or so. But right now, I wouldn't have bothered. I bet someone, there's a guy at work, because um, we were sharing a building with an IT company, he pre-ordered one already. God. Like, why? Why? <laughs> You don't even know. <laughs> he, and he had a 1070. He's, he's not even like a few generations behind. It's, uh, anyway. I'm so happy with this card. Like, it's unbelievable. I'm so happy. I it's... don't need to change it for years. I'm happy. No, exactly. And you didn't with the last one. So yeah, there we go. 390 as well. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, Our topic of today. Yes. What are we What are we talking about? Oh, Gamer Rage. We're talking That's about right. Gamer Rage. It would help rage. if I actually fully fill out the show notes. But anyway. Ha <laughs> ha! you think I'd know after, like, what, 11 episodes? This is the 11th one now? But we're having fun. We forget when we're having fun, you know, so... Anyway, so... Kind of, didn't you originally suggest this one? Because, like... I did. What it's are your... affecting me big time. And it does, and it's funny, I notice it. 
because but not not all the time like but no, I get it. you're more likely to be annoyed by it than I am when yeah. we're just having a casual like Overwatch match and is it just me or is it Overwatch that's the worst? Overwatch is the worst. Yeah. Overwatch is definitely the worst. I know it's the worst. Yeah. I've identified that now. Okay, so I I'll I'll start at the beginning. So normally like about anything I'm pretty chilled out. Like, you are, literally yeah. you're like my most calmest friend, honestly. <laughs> it doesn't matter really much like very little bothers me or phases me and actually that can be a problem in like because I don't care enough. <laughs> like, like, anyway, like if I get annoyed at anything when I'm playing, it's normally me going, "I'm a fucking idiot. I didn't. I I need to be better at X, Y, or Z or whatever else it is." But just before we go any further, I was like, "All right, I haven't played Overwatch in a while. I'm gonna. This is literally like a couple hours before I came over here. I'm gonna play Overwatch for a bit." And I haven't played Overwatch for a bit anyway, so there's part of that. But within 15 minutes, I'm like, fuck, everything is annoying. <laughs> fuck this, fuck and you. I just, yeah, literally that. And it was just like, Overwatch is the most frustrating game I've ever played. But at the same time, I really love it. But oft, often it's me, it's me that's the problem. Or there's teammates just... We're just they're just scattered. Yeah. Like, why? Why aren't you doing the sure. thing we're supposed why aren't you to be doing? doing? That? Yeah. Is it what's it like for you though? Because Yeah, it's it is a microcosm. So for me, I find that there are also outside factors that are doing it as well. And it's like so I'll have a really stressful day at work, or the complete opposite. I'll have a very boring day at work, and I'll feel like I've not accomplished anything. And that non-accomplishment is a hellish thing. Because um, I'll get back and I'm like, right, I need to do something. Okay, I'm pretty good at Overwatch. So throughout my life, I've been pretty terrible at sports. The only few sports I'm okay at was cricket and rugby. And I was mm. the worst batsman that ever lived. But I could throw a ball and I could catch one, by God. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, however, there was no... I didn't have... At this moment, I didn't have anything competitive to do. So gaming became that competitive niche for me mm -hmm. even though i'm not that great at it i know that i'm good in certain ways and i have most days where i just absolutely slay it and it feels so good yeah when i'm not doing good however i'm like there's something wrong with me oh for goodness sake that's annoying me this annoying me that's unfair or why the hell did i do that you're such yeah. a fucking idiot why are you doing this and it is very much that sort of it's also quite family based it boils over so my right. family has a shouting contest and okay. everything's resolved there. You said, oh, I said, did I? Well, fuck off then. <laughs> and then storms out of the room and they won't talk to each other. There's vengeful nature. But also when another player would say something, I guess it's that pride that gets knocked down when another person's really shitty. And when you have anonymity on the internet, yep. people can say it what they like. So it's something which I'm definitely working on, but I found that outside factors and frustrations in real life we're affecting playing this game. So, like, this is my time to relax, and it's not relaxing. That's not relaxing either. Fuck this, let's throw the toys out the pram. And that's it. And when I got that angry, I had to vocalise it. I can't keep that contained, because mm. if I do keep it contained, it would eat me alive. It just would. And also, you know me my, for a long time. I do drama. I'm like... Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. still... There's still residual actor stuff. <laughs> so I, I'm a bit of an over-dramatiser in that sense. I'll go, fuck this, you fucking asshole. Blah, 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 sense. blah. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, I guess he's just going to hit me. Fuck it, I'll go tracer. I died, Ed. I died again. <laughs> 
And that, yeah, that kind of yeah. also factors into it, just me as a person, I guess. But I'm working on it. So yeah, that, I'd say it's the, it's the to summarise that, sorry, it's the outside things that affect the inside and also a twinge of who I am and how I've grown up as well. Do you find that half the time you're annoyed at yourself when you're getting angry in totally, the game? Yeah, totally. Because like, it, for me, it's... I'm... I'm just playing... I'm playing the game, right? And I'm like, I died and that's my fault because I'm a dumbass. Like, and that... I, I funny, you should read the, the show notes because I wrote some show notes, went and played Overwatch, came back to the show notes and was just like fucking Overwatch in caps in the show notes and that's it. <laughs> um, but some 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 games, not just Overwatch, like just games in general can be really challenging that I, I get annoyed with it because I can't actually, I maybe don't understand the mechanic. Yeah. Or I was playing one game and there was actually, it was a bug. And like, oh, I, so uh, it was a, sucks. almost like a platformer, basically, that I was playing through a mission. And for whatever reason, the end door wouldn't open. Oh, no. I remember you saying. I, I can't even remember what game. I think it was Rage, maybe, on on my Xbox. Anyway, that's that's a great game. So you play, like, I think you've done title. it. Yeah, literally. And it, the, I really enjoyed that game, by the way. Then there's a second one coming soon, and the trailer was ridiculous. Anyway, EA. Um, and and so you either it's either like there's a mechanic I can't do I'm being a dumbass or there's a bug and I don't realise it and then I'm just crap at whatever game it is like there's is any number of those things that make me annoyed at something yeah but 15 minutes of Overwatch and I'm annoyed yeah it's it's such a frustrating game when you're doing really when you're doing good it's like kind of crack cocaine I remember playing <laughs> Well, no, I've not done crack cocaine, but you know that as as they say, as they say, um, I tried to play this game called League of Legends, and that's the most triggering game I've ever played in my life. Like Overwatch is bad, me playing League of Legends, ten times worse. Really, I was blowing chunks out of my hair, like <laughs> what, doing a normal game. So I only play A Rams now, but I had to stop because I wasn't enjoying it because. Ever since I joined, I was always playing against max level players from match one. Yeah. Always outmatched, never had a chance. And I think it was that sense of fairness and fair play that wasn't relevant or prevalent, I guess. Yeah. Prevalent? prevalent. Yeah. (laughs) Um, In that game that was crushing me so much Mm. that made me think, that's unfair. I literally can't do anything. I'm spending half an hour of my life sat here getting killed over by some guy in a chair who's probably just done eating a load of crisps and enjoying <laughs> himself, saying, this guy's a fucking idiot. And then he decides to take time out of his life to then type to me, you're a fucking idiot, you should go kill yourself. I'm like, well, that's extreme. Screw you, screw this, I'm out, guys. And they're like, fine, all right. And, yeah, so it's very much that. Fair play is a big trigger for me as well. Yeah, I, I think it's very difficult to be happy playing something if... The, the scales are clearly mm. not balanced. Yeah. Like, that's no fun at all. And that would definitely be a problem for me, too. It sucks. I mean, uh, I've, I've done my own list, so I guess I'll, I'll try and yeah, yeah, stick right. to it yeah, to a degree. Yeah. So, competing, what it means to me, I kind of touched on the sports thing. Um, Overwatch, especially, I, as Ed knows, and a lot of people know, I'm devoted to like the Overwatch League, watched yeah. it religiously. Not religiously. But I watched every match I could every time it was over on the Sunday. Kind of like NFL whenever I watched the NFL. Mm. Um, I love the NFL and that's coming up soon as well. So they'll be talking about that. But um, 
to then see these guys play pro, learning things and then trying out in game was great for me um, because I knew that there was this sort of drive. And maybe that was also a call to arms to me to start doing more exercise because I had to exercise my mind as much. And when I was going through a doldrum of work where there was no <coughs> work, excuse me, you get bored easily. And you're like me and there's the creativity that yeah. if that gets, if there's the staleness, you get angry, you get bitter because there's nothing to do and there's nothing you can do about it. Again, helplessness, fair play, stress. Those things kind of really yeah. lend themselves to making it tough. So yeah, competing. Um, yeah, Game Rage, one of my biggest flaws. Um, why does it come about? Because of those things I've mentioned. It just suddenly goes boom and something clicks and I don't, think about it it just happens yeah yeah yeah. and that's it I just got for fuck's sake may shot me with a bloody icicle again and that was an impossible shot I think I had a shield up no apparently it didn't fucking have a shield up because it went off things like that where it's like in-game mechanics that should have saved your ass didn't and yeah. you're like how the f- yeah did this happen yeah and what games infuriate me competitive games mm. so over the last month I've been talking about ga- golf with friends Oh yeah, yeah. Which yeah. has been great because there's no pressure. And sometimes you don't do get that moment like, fuck, I should have made that shot. Yeah. But I identify that moment. I go, no, no, just calm it down, because if I get stressed, I'm gonna play worse. And, and that happened. Golf. Yeah, and it's just golf. And I did that in real life because there's a pressure in real golf where you have to hit it in the hole under a number uh, under a certain amount of hits. Four par or below yeah, par. Yeah. yeah. Um so say you've got a four hole and you've got people who are professionals who are behind you waiting. There's an added stress, and I hate that with a passion. And we usually just tell them to play through, but if it's like a medley day, that means that you'll always get people behind you and you have to hold up traffic, so that means that every stroke counts. And I got... That pressure really ate me up. Um, I guess that's weirdly where it kind of started, was golf. I loved golf, and I love playing golf on my own. If I can go to a park, no one's around, and I just hit it, I usually have the best games of my life because there's no... I'm relaxed, my swing's relaxed, everything's fine. When I'm there... I have to smash it. Or at least I feel I have to smash it because I need to get it up the fairway. I don't have all the right clubs sometimes because my stepdad's got all the right clubs, yeah. which is fair enough. He's the better golfer. Um, but yeah, it is. there's a foundation there. Um, but that's it also. You So I put, what games infuriate me? But what games comfort me? The golf game, Dungeon Siege, sometimes Warcraft when I was levelling instead of Warcraft PvP. Yeah, which right. can have yeah, its yeah, stressful elements. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And playing black flag again but sometimes that could be stressful as well it's moments of stress and it's suddenly like the competitive edge that really take it but how have i started to combat this this is one of the main things and i'm not just going to talk about me and we're also going to talk about gaming rage as a general thesis because of my film studies years yeah, i actually right. did game studies at university did you? yeah for a year it's very interesting um and how far how far have have i to go in that sense so I've started combating it by when I do get pissed off, I literally take a time to kind of sit back. Even if I'm like respawning, I'll say, okay, I'm angry. I know I'm a bit angry. This is fine. Um, Okay, let's rethink of a strategy. So I try and flip the switch and I say, no, let's take a second. After the match, I usually say to the guys, especially if it's really agitated me, I'll say, all right, guys, I'm just going to make a quick cup of tea and I'll go make that cup of tea. And by the time I come back, I promise myself I leave it at the door. I come back in. Even if it's stressful again, I keep doing that. It could be something as simple as, all right, guys, I'm just going to do five press-ups or I'm going to go do this. That press-ups thing's a total lie. I have not done that yet. (laughs) Never done that ever. No. Well, not yet. Once. Once. Twice. Three times a lady. One time. Yeah. Um, at Bandcamp. <laughs> uh, so how far do I have to go? Uh, I'm growing on it. I think I've done really well in the last few weeks, actually. Um, 
but it is definitely something which is a byproduct of real life and stress of jobs, stress of everything else. Um, but yeah, I'm working on it uh, in a very good, impactful way. Mm. Um, and I think it will help in the future. And I think being able to come away from the PC in the evening, not stressed out and actually kind of quite calm will also help me sleep more because currently like... You know, Ed's been here. Last night I stayed up and I had a few drinks and I watched the Atlantic versus Pacific Overwatch League stuff. It's great fun. And it wasn't until like 1.30. But some nights I only get about three hours sleep and that's not enough. That's not good. No, it just sucks. And it's not necessarily stress of the game. It's just, I can't fucking sleep. Yeah. It's insomnia. It just, it's sometimes during the year it comes up. That's got nothing to do with Gamer Rage. Anyway, yeah. So it's bad. It's a real thing. It is a mental... I wouldn't say it's a condition necessarily, but no. totally for me... It was a chronic thing that would happen often. I think, I mean, I'm speaking generally here. I'm sure everybody has it yeah. in some way or another. Like, but for, I mean, God, tell us, like, jump in the Discord, hit the link in the show notes to join the Discord and tell us what Gamer Rage is for you. Like, yeah, please. Is it, is it more like me that it's like occasionally pretty annoyed by it? Is it one thing that triggers you or not? Like, it, it's interesting to see what everybody's like because jack and i are definitely quite different although overwatch is part of the problem (laughs) yeah both of us yeah we'll we'll see i I mean that's kind of it right like we're yeah i I think the last thing i'd kind of talk about is that across the world even though i know that i have my moments of utter rage i know that there are other people who take rage to a completely different level and i'd say a lot of that is mental health and yeah. that's one of the biggest things. So for me, it is talking to other people. I, I'm not saying like I'm depressed or anything, but I'm saying like if I have moments of stress, I try and think them out. There are some guys who are so isolated and games all they do. And especially in this day and age, people accept that you can do that more, which I think is not necessarily a good thing, no, personally. I agree. Um, especially a lot. This happens a lot in Korea. They're some of the best players. But even in Japan, these guys will work... And there's a work culture where you don't leave, say, at 8 where you're supposed to go home. Mm-hmm. You leave at 11 because you have to stay by courtesy for another three hours, right? That's insane. Yeah. So yeah. these guys work hard at a job they don't like, go home for minimal pay in a small cubicle that they live in, and a lot of them tend to top themselves or sink their time in something like video games. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing my film studies, there was a great deal of countries especially cities where kids were doing nothing but playing games and their lives were wrapped to it one kid in an asian country um gave a sword to a friend the friend sold it on ebay and the kid went to his house in in rage and stabbed him to death what yeah it's nuts and we did that article quite a lot we even sat in second life and discussed the article <laughs> and what we didn't know was after a lot of swearing at each other and lols and you know dick text mm. emojis that actually went down as our final thesis that we oh, had to good. present yeah, and we yeah, had to yeah. describe why we put the funny phallic things but we actually explained it by saying it's part of the internet and yeah. they laughed and they actually agreed with us regardless it is a mental health thing so my main kind of mainstay from this topic this week is to identify when these things happen to identify in other people as well mm. and just constantly see that you know there are certain ways where it can get way worse but there's always a way to overcome it no matter what it is it could be frustration it could be even like sinking you might enjoy it too much where you never have gamer rage but you spend way too much time playing games because that's your single source of happiness mm-hmm. um yeah i guess that's all i have to say on it i guess as a final note i think something I, this is from a little while ago but like a, definitely a couple of our listeners will get this do you do you remember when uh Bryce was playing 
he got addicted to Warcraft. He got himself mm. addicted to mm. Warcraft. Is pay attention to your friends online and obviously in real life. And if if things are wonky, point it out. Just yeah. say something and check up on them because it it really will make a difference. It does, yeah. But anyway, moving on. Slightly better topic. What did you think of the beer? Have you just finished your beer? I've I've got one sip left. Um, I was about to say that. So, what did you think whilst I'm sipping this? It kind of stayed the same for me, but Ooh. pretty damn drinkable. Like I was, quite, I'm quite happy to leave it as a three. But I, I don't know. It's funny because I'm clearly beers are all okay for me. Jack is now wearing a tankard on his head. Nope. Is it going to balance it? Oh god, he's balanced. Nope. Okay. Um, anyway, I think yeah, it's kind of a three for me. Like I don't know whether beer is necessarily my favorite drink by the looks of it because everything is a fucking three. Like, Maybe we need like... to find something like a cider for you then, or like Ecusson. I mean, Ecusson was special, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, we'll keep on looking. Like I don't mind even we do a beer of the show and we love beer, but it's also yeah. cool to kind of mix it up. Like I got Maker's Mark. Maybe I'll kill mm, you with Maker's Mark yeah, yeah, next yeah. time we do this. Do that. And not too much. I'll, I'll measure it out so you're not over the limit by the time you leave because I'm not having that, of course. No, God, no. But it would be good to try and drink some more harder stuff. Maybe that's also another Beer of the Week thing is Ed's Discovery. Well, you see, we've... Uh, this kind of Topic of the Week thing, we've, we've got, like, a lot of things on the list. And one of the things on that list we wrote down originally is, like, making a cocktail. Yeah. It, like live on air so in, cool in this thing. so that could be fun to do. that would be fun yeah maybe we should try that next week I'm up for that or let's shall we try and save that for the, when we have our first guest oh yeah I like it because we know who our first guest is going to be we don't know when they are going to be on the show but we'll figure that out you, you guys will know when we decide to challenge yeah like, like simple as that but that could be fun to do yes like just see whether we can make a cocktail live on air between the three of us Oh, well, Slack Tail. <laughs> yeah, Slack Tail. No, there'll be a better name. We'll come up yeah. with a better name at the time. But yeah, I'd say a solid three out of five for that. I do like beers. It'd be nice to explore. Yeah, I think But so. I love beers. I'm always a bit of a beer guy anyway. Yeah. So I would say that's the show. Yeah, that yeah. was great fun. All right. So hopefully the uh, whole recording setup was fine. We'll see. We'll find out. If, if, it, if you're listening and it's terrible, sorry. That's yeah. what it is. We have you might not, hear me we sniffing. We have no backup. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah that was the show thank you for listening uh, join us on twitter at slackers underscore studio and join our discord at the link in the show notes so don't let you the bleh, fuck <laughs> I did this every week <laughs> fuck's sake hang on let's reverse Jack needs a slap okay don't let your boss catch you slacking until next time We've, We've been, been the slackers. Outro that Ed really hates. Does this every week? Stop. I'll do an interval. Hello, welcome to the BBC News of the Evening. It is overcast with a chance of lunch hours yeah, tomorrow morning. It is Bank Holiday Monday, which is, of course, very good, which means I can get more WoW time and Overwatch time, and of course, blah 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 blah. That means that I can go play Anna and suck at Anna and get slept, and then get uh, poisoned, and then get shot by another Anna. Um, 
which is really funny because when you play the sniper on TF2, you've got a jar of piss to throw at your enemies. That gives them a crit <laughs> chance when you hit them with your arrows or your sniper rifle. But with Annie, you've got a biotic grenade. I wish you just threw old piss. That'd be so funny. It's like, I've got a jar of dirt. Yeah. But I got a jar of piss. I got a jar of piss. And guess what's in the well? That kind of defeats the. <laughs> yeah. I've got a jar of. And guess what's inside it? <laughs> but wait, there's more. There's more! Here's some messages from other podcasts in the Slackersphere. Hey, Slackers, it is Frasley. Want to hear even more discussion about World of Warcraft and geeky stuff? Head on over to Frazzlecast in your local supermarket podcast app, right next to the lettuce. Each week, I talk with people from Azeroth and beyond! Hey, Slackers, Allie here. Do you enjoy Warcraft Dungeons? Ever wonder what the stories are behind them, but are just too busy slacking to look it up? I've got you covered. Check out Dungeon Fables on Google Play, iTunes, or SoundCloud. Take care, and keep on slacking.